Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am with the incredible Christine Curran. I am so excited to have her with us today on the show. She is somebody that I've known in the space for close to a year, which is like at least 10 years in the real world because stuff moves so fast in crypto land. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Christine, please, I really want to share with everybody about what you're doing, but I'm going to let you do that. Welcome. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I am the founder of the WIMP token, which is the Women Empowerment Crypto. And our whole mission is to create mass adoption in crypto by bringing more women into the space And of course, educating them because that's the most important part. Otherwise, you can just throw money into crypto and just lose it. You need to understand it, learn how to read the charts and understand the lingo. So education is a big part of what we're doing. We have three different verticals to the project. We have an Oscar-style award show with 60-plus female influencers in all different walks of life with over 100 million followers. And we're going to be using that Oscar-style award show to help get the token out to the masses around the world so people are aware for brand awareness. We'll also be using that currency at the Oscar-style award show for live streaming, voting for your favorite influencer, buying tickets. You can actually purchase these things with the WIMP token, so having a utility attached to it. Besides that, we filed for a nonprofit because we do have a buy-sale tax that we give back to nonprofits around the world that helps support women. We also have buy sale tax that helps female entrepreneurs with a grant, but we want to expand on that and do even more. So we created a nonprofit so we can take in more donations to help the causes that we are supporting. And then we, our third vertical is the incubator program, which is currently in the works right now with a big capital firm company that is structuring the incubator. So we will have mentors, we'll have a fund that will have investors that will help fund women's businesses and help them scale to seven and eight figures. So we're really excited about helping women all around from the influencer model awards to the female entrepreneurs and to the charities that support women. That's all so remarkable. So um, one of the things I do is explain stuff in plain English to people. So far, the only thing that I want to ask about is the buy-sell tax. Can you just talk about that a little more and why you think that's important? Sure. Well, with every crypto, there's a buy-sale tax and those taxes go to different causes. Some of it's for charity, sometimes it's for salaries, for staff, whatever their purpose is, the liquidity wallet. So our buy-sale tax, we have 1% for charity, 1% for the female entrepreneur grants, 1% for salary, for staff, the liquidity wallets, and so forth. So everything, all of our tokenomics you can see at our website is wimp.world. You can also join our community. We have a very fruitful Telegram group, but we also actually have our own forums and our own community app, which is super dope. And I'd love for you guys to get in there and check it out and join the community. Wow, that's lots of wonderful stuff. And I actually love Women's Empowerment Token, W-E-M-P. I found you guys last year and I was just so crazy about what you were doing. 
I was also really impressed because you're so poised and you've built such a great platform with your model show that you've really got a huge audience that you can share what's going on in the crypto space for women. And I think that's really very, very important. I'm going to go back to the buy-sell tax for a minute again and just say that I think if I understand you correctly, when you buy or sell the WEMP token, there is a tax in the denominations of the amount that you mentioned so that, for example, 1% would go towards the staff salaries, 1% would go toward this vertical that you're doing that's to help the women build their eight-figure businesses to help educate them. So you're doing that is like you're peeling off a little bit of every transaction so that you guys can stay funded and also to help fund your other projects. Does that sound correct? Absolutely, yes. Okay, good. Now you also mentioned a couple times you said liquidity wallet. And a liquidity wallet is those are two words that have not yet been put together in any episode of this show yet. I do try to track that so that I can explain it to everybody. So if you could please just explain like as close to plain English as you possibly can, when you say liquidity wallet, what does that mean? Sure, of course. So you need liquidity to go on different exchanges. And so we have to keep liquidity, keep the wallets packed with liquidity in order to exchange on these different exchanges. So like we have a certain amount of liquidity for BitMart. We have a certain amount of liquidity for PancakeSwap. And then we have liquidity that's on hold or locked up that we're going to be using in the future for other exchanges. So it's just what you need in order to be able to actually transact on exchanges. So Christine says exchanges, she means the platforms that allow you to buy and sell the tokens. So exchanges that we've talked about already on the show include like Coinbase or Crypto.com. And the ones that she mentioned today, BitMart and PancakeSwap, is that right? Yeah. So those are exchanges that handle coins that are, I'll call them more in the altcoin space. And the WEMP token, the Women's Empowerment Token, is one of those altcoins. Now, altcoins have gotten a pretty terrible reputation. We've got the what they call the Bitcoin maxis. Those are the people who are Bitcoin maximalists. They think everything that isn't Bitcoin is terrible. I invite my guests to curse on the show any darn time they want, but I just, just don't. So I'll just say there's a fun word that begins with S. So like the S coins, right? That's the other nickname for altcoins. And the reason is that there's a lot of people who say like Bitcoin is the only thing. And then there's other people who are like Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Litecoin or Cardano, but everything else is terrible. And even those are considered altcoins. Somebody said there were like 27,000 coins already. Like my mind is boggling. But every five minutes, somebody's coming out with a cool idea and calling it a coin. And what I really liked about WEMP is that you guys have something behind it, which is all of these wonderful projects, but you also are about empowering women, which hello, that's what this show is about too, right? You're about empowering women inside of those platforms. Now, I'm going to go back real quick and just say, because I feel like the idea of liquidity is, I just want to touch on this. So capital, money, in other words, you need to have some of that held against your tokens so that you are protecting yourself against on the exchanges. And also you've got basically, you're holding some of that capital 
in a way that if you make it liquid, it means that you could turn it into cash or turn it into these two tokens or whatever was needed on an instant basis. Does that sound like a good definition? Uh, you explain it much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason that I want to explain it that way is just because I know that there's people here who get business and they understand. And then there's other people who are going to be listening to the show who have no idea, you know, even saying the word capital isn't something that they're familiar with. So I like to talk in terms of cash, but I want to make a really important point here very quickly before we move on. What Christine is talking about is taking fiscal responsibility for on in the side of the token platform, inside of the platform that she's using in a way that the US dollar does not. The US dollar at this moment is still, since 1974, backed by nothing because they used up all the gold in Fort Knox and then they decoupled it. And that's why they could print. Now they've said like 40% of all the money ever in circulation was printed in the last two years. I've heard the numbers as high as 80%, which is like my mind like begins to hurt and explode a little bit. But even 40% is like ridiculous. And it was 30% six months ago. So when you say that like you guys have these liquidity wallets, when you say we've got to set aside a certain amount of capital, a certain amount of money to back our token so that we can stay on these exchanges, so that we can add more on exchanges. That to me is how we should be doing everything because it represents fiscal responsibility. So I know that's what's required. And when people start talking about like, oh, crypto's like a total ripoff or crypto's dangerous or crypto, whatever all the naysayers say, I'm reminded that you guys are creating fiscal responsibility from the ground up. And that's just so important. Absolutely. I have people that don't understand the crypto market. And I mean, I was one of them. I'm learning every day. The interesting part about crypto is it's very, very new for the masses, for the majority. And it's still not even where it's going to be. We're not even in mass adoption yet. So we're still very early learning now, but it's a constantly evolving, changing industry. Every single day, there's so much more being added that no one person can keep up with everything in crypto with the metaverse and the NFTs and every real estate. It's outrageous all the things that are happening and in the space. So it's an ever-evolving industry that you're constantly learning and trying to keep up with. So what I find really cool is that no matter what the token is, if it's an alt token or it's a stable coin, you are able to exchange that token out for real money. So it sometimes it's a it's a couple step process. You know, you have to sell your WIMP for BNB, and then you have to change your BNB out for USDT, and then you have to transfer it to your bank. And that's why you're able to make big gains right now is because it's not simple. It's not a one-step process right now, but you can change it for real money. It's real money. So once you understand the process and understand how it works, it becomes a lot more clear to you what the vision is with the crypto market. Yeah. And it's interesting because now think about it. First of all, nobody's been in crypto for very long. And if you've been in for two years, you're practically an OG, but the real OGs are like the people who have been in for over 10 years. And okay, yes, that word translates to original gangsta, but really it just means (laughs) these days, it just means somebody who's like, it should be called OG, should be like original grandfather, original grandmother, because that's how just the people who were there first. But it's interesting because what you said was real money. And that implies, of course, it's a totally normal mindset. Like we all have this idea that like real money is cash, but cash is longer and longer as more time passes getting decoupled from the idea of real money. 
I love to demonstrate for my crypto classes because I do an intro to crypto class called Crypto Curious. And I love to demonstrate with a $100 bill and with a check that both of them are just pieces of paper. And we've assigned this value to them. And we call that value real money, for example. But I was at the Bitcoin conference and got to hear Roatan in Honduras, which is an independent democratic state, say that Bitcoin is legal tender now. I got to hear the same thing from Madeira, Portugal. I got to hear the woman senator from Mexico say she's talking to the president of Mexico next week about making Bitcoin legal tender. And it's happening. There's three bills from senators, U.S. senators. The United States isn't isn't going to want to be late to the party. We're going to get there. But isn't it amazing how fast this stuff is unfolding? It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's really, it was COVID that instigated this. Everybody was locked in their homes and they're looking for things to do. And it was PPE, sell personal protection with uh, gloves and masks or get into the crypto market. Those are like the two things you could do, you know? And I did them both. So, and I'll tell you, PPE was definitely not as uh, beneficial as crypto, but they both went through a lot of scams and a lot of fraud and so forth. And, but I think the people that really took the time to educate themselves are the ones that came out on top. And I really like to press that. So we have Claudia Pimentel, who is actually from I Am Global Academy, which is, they're an academy for all different types of finance and trading, but they have a specific vertical for digital currency. So she is our head of educational resources at WIMP, and she is starting um, a podcast radio show once a week called WIMP Wednesdays. And she will be doing education and helping women understand the basics of crypto And I think that really that is the most valuable thing you can do right now is educate yourself because crypto is coming. It's happening. You're not going to be able to avoid it. So you need to learn and you need to get educated. I love all of that. So tell me, what do you want to share with women who are scared? A lot of women have been told, like, we don't handle the money. Your husband handles it. Your father handles it. Your brother handles it. Your uncle Bob handles it. Your brother handles it. Your banker handles it. Somebody who is not you. And I feel like there's a lot of legacy stuff like women when Nixon changed out the gold standard around that same time. Thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Women first were able to have their own mortgages and have their own bank accounts. It's less than 50 years ago. So we all have this big, long legacy of, oh, that's okay, sweetie. Don't bother your pretty little head about it your man will figure that out. What do you say to women who have that kind of a legacy and are scared to get involved? I think more and more women want to learn financial independence and financial freedom. And the best way to do that is start with something small, start with $50, $100, research the project that you want to put money into. So another thing that's really important with altcoins, especially is that the team is docs. I am very vocal that I am the founder I take responsibility for the for the business that I'm creating and the project that I'm developing with my team. Everybody on our team is very vetable. You can go look us all up online. We're all over the place. We all have great accolades and, and credentials for things that we've accomplished in our lives. So that's very important because a lot of altcoins, what happens is they hide behind these little names, these little memes or whatever, and they can just pull, they can what's called a rug pull. And just let the coin run up. And then they just pull out all their tokens as the founding members. They've got the token at a very, you know, at the base cost. And you guys run up the money and then they pull it all out and they just leave and abandon the project. So that is why altcoins have a bad reputation. So you definitely want to make sure that the team is doxxed. You want to make sure you know who's behind the project. 
You want to see what the mission is, what the goals are, what their white paper is, what should be on their website. And there's just all those things of research. It's just like any investment. If you are going on the stock market, you want to make sure you're researching what the company is doing and who they are. So that would be my suggestion is research, find a token that you feel comfortable with and learn about it by putting in 50 or $100 and watching it move, watch the charts, learn how to read the charts. It's, it's just the time. It's just, you have to take the time and really invest your, in yourself. So when Christine says the word docs in this particular case, she's basically saying that you want to vet the team. I also want to point out that Christine is talking about the idea of a white paper. And I think a white paper is very important to any crypto project because it's the original document that says what it's going to be and what it's going to do. And this started with the very first crypto white paper, which was from somebody that called himself or the group of themselves Satoshi Nakamoto, which was the Bitcoin white paper. So it set up a standard where since then, every project has a white paper. And as Christine said, you can get it on their website. And if you read that white paper and it's like two pages and it's like, hey, we're going to do all this cool stuff and there's no backup to it, that's a red flag, right? We've got to know going in how to research what we're doing. So when Christine is talking about looking at the charts, there are basic things that you need to know, like, for example, what a market cap is and why market capitalization for that coin is possible. Every time I see somebody who says project is going, as they call it, to the moon, which means the project's going to be making like lots and lots of money because it's going to go to the moon like a rocket ship. I always laugh because if you do the market capitalization of that particular project, it would be more than like the gross domestic product of the United States, for example. And it's not realistic, or it would have had to have climbed like a thousand percent. And that's not realistic. So using those tools, which are fairly simple, like you can look up market cap and look up the formula on your favorite internet search engine, you're going to be able to find the results of that. But Christine, again, your ideas are just, what you're sharing with everybody is basic good sense. And Again, it just makes me feel like the fact that you guys are doing this, there's so many good people doing these incredibly good projects. And then everybody wants to like paint all coins with single brush, for example. So I love that you're in there like against the stereotypes. That's wonderful. You got to teach people and don't be scared of the lingo. The lingo is a little much at first, but like white paper is like business plan. Docs is like vetted, you know, like they just have like fan, they're just fancy crypto words, but they all have similar meanings to everything else that we do in life and in business. So once you learn the lingo, it comes naturally, it comes easy. Yep. Love it. So, so talk a little bit about how the WEMP token empowers your three big projects. I know you've said that kind of at a large level, but I'd love to hear a story or two about how it's impacted those things. So with the IMAs, actually, the, the Influential Model Awards are known as the IMAs. We were already working on that project prior to COVID. And then COVID, we came into a complete halt on it. And so when I jumped into crypto with my partner and he empowered me to learn crypto and taught me and it's a lot. When you first get into it, I mean, from downloading the wallets and figuring out which wallet for which to, I mean, there's a lot going on and it can seem like all, like you're learning Chinese, literally. So he taught me and got me into the basics and I started to really understand it. And that's where I came up with the idea that, hey, we have this global event 
with the masses. Why don't we have a global currency so people can actually watch the show and they can pay for it with our currency instead of having to accept all these different currencies for them to be able to watch the show or vote for their favorite influence or buy merchandise or whatever. So that's really where it came about. But obviously, there's a lot of developments that have happened because we want to... This is not just an an American token. We want this to be a global token. And so with that, there's a lot of women out there. Obviously, our influencers are very Hollywood. There's a lot of combat and stunts and beauty, swimsuit, plus size model. We have all these different categories, sports and makeup and, and all these really cool categories. But with the charity, there's a lot of women out there all around the world that aren't even in that space. They don't even understand that space. And we want to help them too. We want to empower them too. So the charity component is very important to us because we want to help different charities around the globe in different countries and third world countries. And the incubator program is really for, there's so many women that have great ideas that are very smart, educated even, but they don't know how to run their business or scale their business. And we want to help those women as well. So I feel that with the three different verticals of the project, we're really hitting the masses and really helping women in every country and every different situation, financial situation and so forth. I'm so excited for what you're doing. I just think it's so powerful. Launching this token probably was a little bit daunting because it's your first token and you're doing it as like tokens are starting to become a big thing. How long ago did you launch and what kind of lessons as a businesswoman did you learn from having launched a token for women? Oh, wow. It's been a lesson. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so but this is a whole different industry. And luckily, we have a great team of developers, but it's just such the wild, wild west. And there's not a lot of regulation on anything. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. You've got both sides of the plate there. We've given money to people who've scammed us for different services. I mean, there's a lot of scamming in crypto. So we've gotten pretty good at betting things now, but we have definitely got taken for some money. And we started off on Ethereum. So we launched in October of 2021. We started on Ethereum. And for numerous reasons, we felt that was a good place to be. But honestly, the gas fees were so high. And get what I mean, gas fees, I mean, in order to purchase, like we have a buy sale tax to sell and buy our token. But then there's a tax or a fee, I should say, that you have to pay from the blockchain. So Ethereum has very high gas fees because they have people all over the world actually making the token move and versus Binance. Binance has very low gas fees. So the gas fees were so high in Ethereum, we decided to migrate and do a relaunch on Binance. And we did that probably a month and a half ago. So it's been going great. Although I will say our first initial launch on Ethereum, we did 4,500% in three days. So we killed it. (laughs) We slaughtered it. But to keep that momentum going and to get more token holders, it was really difficult because of that high gas fee. So we moved to Binance. It's so much better. We're having such a better opportunity to get more people in, especially new people, because we want to have new people come in and we don't want them to come in and have to spend insane money to learn. You want to be able to learn and throw $50. And if you're paying $50 in and gas fees, it doesn't make sense. Right. So Binance is interesting because they've been very limited in the United States. Binance is one of the exchanges that I know when I got in in 2016, like I could get in, I think for a while, but then you couldn't because they basically weren't allowed to transact in the United States. But now there's Binance.us. So you can, but you can't get all of the functionality on Binance.us that you can get on the regular Binance if you're a European or an Australian or another country that is the United States. And I thought that was kind of interesting. 
I guess your token is available on Binance.us as well as on... So, no, let me clarify, because this is where it gets really complex. So because wait, Binance, you're talking about the chain and the, the chain. blockchain of we're it the, and the platform. The Binance not, smart chain. Right, right, right. And right. then there's yeah. Binance exchange. And I don't know why they did that because they're just trying to screw you up and <laughs> get you confused. But no, we are a Binance smart chain token. So a BEP20 token. Sorry. So you can though buy on Binance or you can buy WEMP on Binance or you can't buy WEMP on Binance. So you can purchase on BitMart and PancakeSwap. I do transfer my tokens out to my bank account through Binance.us. I do use it to transfer my tokens out when I cash out. Got it. And earlier you talked about that. You talked about the fact that you might have a four-step process to get the money to the bank. I recognize that like when your token came out, because I think that was around the time that I met you, like a yes. little bit before when I met or a little bit after when I met you, but I noticed like that big run up. And that's what happens, I think, with a lot of people is they think they're coming into that altcoin for five minutes. They're going to be in there for two days, three days. They want to see that big run up. Then they want to pull all of their money out and go on to the next thing and do it again. And while that's a great magic internet money, as they call it, get rich quick scheme, and it does work sometimes, it's not very good for the projects themselves because it creates what's called in the industry a pump and dump, charming words that we've chosen for all of this. So my question is, have you done anything to kind of keep your numbers more even or was it only just at the beginning and then you didn't have to worry about it after that and you won't have to again? Being our first token, it was pretty mind-blowing to see your wallet get that fat. I mean, I've never seen that much money in my life and I never took a dollar, not one single dollar. Neither did my partner or any of the early investors. Well, one did and we cut him out of the project. He's not allowed in any of our other projects because we had an agreement that none of us would take any profits in the beginning. So we all held. I still haven't cashed out $1 of my personal token. So <laughs> let me take that back. I think I took 500 like one time, like at the very end when we were when we were transferring from Ethereum to Binance. So that was it. All my tokens. And this is the great thing. At the same time, we have a buy sale tax. 1% goes into reflections. So the longer you hold your tokens, the more money that you're accumulating. So you're getting more and more tokens by holding. So if you started with a million tokens, every time there's a buy sale, you get 1% of that back in there. So the more tokens you have, the more reflections that you'll get in your wallet. So we're deflationary. So our token, we're constantly burning tokens. That's a lot of information that I just want to kind of back up a little bit and break down. Yeah. So talk about reflections first a little bit more and then talk about things being deflationary. And then let's talk about things being burned. Just so everybody's on the same page. And thanks for slowing down for the newbies, but I think it's super, super important. Yeah. That's the most important part that you understand it. So reflections are bonuses per se. So you, by holding the token, you are rewarded for that. So you get what we call reflections, which is rewards. So with the buy sale tax, like we said, we have 1% for charity, 1% for entrepreneur, 1% for liquidity, 2% for marketing, 1% for reflections. So depending on how many tokens you hold, you'll get 1% back in reflection. So the more tokens you have, the more reflections you get every time there's a buy sale. So that's your rewards. Then you have, we're deflationary. So we're constantly burning tokens. So we're deflationary, like the US dollar is inflationary and we're deflationary. So we are constantly getting rid of more and more of our supply 
We started off with one quadrillion, burned 400 trillion right at launch. And then we're constantly burning tokens every time there's a buy sale. We also do a master burn. So when we hit a certain amount in our buyback wallet, we just did a 10 trillion token burn, which helps drive the price of of the token up. It gives it a little pump. So we're constantly getting rid of some of our supplies. So eventually we'll have a very in-demand supply. So your token will be worth a lot more and you won't have to have as many. It was a great explanation. And I just want to add to that. So the idea behind burning tokens is the idea that you are destroying them. They're never going to be available again. And it makes the pool of tokens smaller. Hey, if you had a swimming pool and you had three feet of water in it, and you took out a foot of water, you'd have two feet of water in it. And that would make the leftover water, the remaining water, more valuable if you wanted to swim, right? So that's the idea behind burning the tokens. And deflationary means that they're going to go up over time. They're going to be like gold is a deflationary currency. And there are other currencies that are deflationary as well. But as Christine just pointed out, the dollar is not one of them. The dollar is inflationary. And we are recording this episode at a time of hyperinflation. The U.S. is now at least admitting to having printed 40% of all the money in circulation. But now let's go back to our pool analogy, right? You put 40% more water in the pool. How come the level of water only rose 8.5%? Now, I know there's other factors for inflation, but it really kind of doesn't feel logical to me that it's that low once you factor everything in. And listen, I know a lot of economists who agree with that, and they study the numbers part of this. I'm just saying my gut instinct is we're not being told the whole story. That is what my guidance, my intuition tells me. And there's a bunch of economists also saying that as loudly as they possibly can, because they're looking at the more masculine side, which is the hard data numbers and not the intuitive side. So look, I get it. There's other factors. Water isn't going to go up 40% just because you put more 40% more water in the pool, but there's probably only going up like eight and a half percent. There's probably not, they're probably not telling us all that there is. So I love what you're talking about because what you're saying is you've created an ecosystem for the WEMP token, which is going to make it more valuable over time. And more stable as well. Yes. And you mentioned stable coins earlier. I'm just going to mention to all of our listeners that stable coins are usually pegged to the US dollar, not backed by, but pegged to it. So if you have a dollar USDT, which is Tether, or USDC, which is the dollar coin, which are two of the many stable coins that are out there, but like the two most well known, if you have a stable coin, your crypto stable coin, it's pegged to the dollar. So it doesn't go up and down. It doesn't fluctuate. It is inherently stable because it's always worth $1. No matter what the value of the dollar is, it's always worth one of them. So that's what makes it stable. So all of these things are, again, parts of your own research, parts of your own understanding to learn more about why you want to be involved. So with crypto. And Christine, I love your enthusiasm about this whole thing because I feel this so strongly. Like, all women everywhere need to know about this right now, need to be making these choices of empowering themselves with wealth. So with the women's empowerment token, that's what you did this for, right? To help empower them. Yeah. So tell everybody how we can learn more about you, give out all the information. This will be in the show notes as well. 
and on our blog, but go ahead and give give them all the details. Absolutely. So you can go to WEMP, W-E-M-P dot world and join our community, join our Telegram. You can ask as many questions as you want in Telegram. We have such a great community. They will answer questions for newbies all day long. You can reach out to Claudia, who's our head of educational resources. If you have additional questions, she's always in Telegram too. And in our community, our forums that I was talking about earlier. So yeah, join us at wimp.world and let's get connected. Thank you so much. And is there one thing that you'd like to share with our audience? One more thing. One more thing? What else do you want them to know? (laughs) Well, about crypto or about WIMP or whatever you'd like. Yeah, we're just really excited to create mass adoption. I mean, without mass adoption, we can't use crypto in everyday life. So it's going to happen one way or the other. But our mission is to really help that and move it along quicker by educating women. We just want women to learn. We want them to educate themselves. There's a lot of women around the world that, like you said, they've never been able to have financial freedom. They're not in charge of the money. And they know those things are changing slowly. And this is a great way for them to be able to learn and be able to connect with the rest of the world and be their own independent, have their own independent financial freedom. Yep. And way to make it change faster. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This is Christine Curran, who has been my guest today. Make sure to check out all of her wonderful information, as I said, in the show notes or on the blog. If you have enjoyed this episode of Goddess of Crypto, please subscribe. Yes, we are on your favorite platform, whether that's YouTube or Spotify or iTunes. We're on 17 platforms. So come and subscribe. Also share this, share this episode with other women. As we shine our lights, we empower other women to shine their lights and so on until the whole world is illuminated. I will see you for the next episode of Goddess of Crypto. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right.